Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. I want to take a couple steps back mm-hmm. and talk about some of the common pitfalls, mistakes, yes. missteps that you see when people pitch to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yes. What are some of the things that we need to know? Well, and I'm sure that you're going to be able to step in on this and, and give your opinion because you get so many pitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, but I want to hear uh, what you say notes. first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have some notes. Um, but yes, I, I, there are things that we see people fall into time and time again. Or even when they come to me, they're like, I've been doing this and it hasn't been working. And I can very much say like, okay, well, that's probably, this is probably one of the reasons why. And I think that a big one is not providing topic ideas to a host. So a lot of times people will pitch. Oh, do you have something to say? I would no, nope, you get, carry get on. That? I just okay. had a eureka moment, <laughs> okay. but you, you go. Okay. All right. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Perfect. 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 Um, so what I'll see a, a lot of times people do when they pitch is I truly think from their perspective, they think they're making it easier by just saying, Hey, here's a couple things that I'm an expert on, right? Like, Hey, I'm an expert on branding. I'm an expert on sales. I'm an expert on customer retention. That is way more work for a host to have Mm -hmm. to then try to figure out what you guys would actually talk about. Right. And they also are going to get multiple pitches that same week of people saying the exact same thing. So what you need to do is come with really solid topic ideas. And by that, I mean, a couple sentences that really pique the interest of that host and why that would make sense for their audience. Okay. So their audience is key. It's not, Hey, I want to talk about what a badass I am. No, 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 no. You are on a show to give value. That is why that host is bringing you on. Okay. So you need to make sure that you're coming with really, really solid topic ideas. And I'm not talking a ton. I'm talking like two to three. You don't have to be like, hey, here's 10 different topic ideas. No, no, no. Like two to three is completely fine if they are solid topic ideas. But this goes way back to my days, literally as a journalism major at Oregon State University, like you have to make it as easy as possible to get to the yes. And so by providing those topics, you are making it so much easier for that host to go, yes, I would love to have so-and-so on because I'll tell you right now, 9.9% out of 10 times, a host chooses one of the topics that we, that we suggest. Yes, we did that. You and I did yep. that. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what was your eureka? Yeah, my eureka was from a host and a guest point of view, actually. But from a host point of view, yes, I receive a lot of pitches. And depending on what mood they get me in, I can be a little <laughs> spicy. Um, but right, yeah, you, right. they start with, and I don't know if this is one of your, you know, missteps, pitfalls, but they start with this, what they think is the pleasantry of, oh, you have a podcast. I love this episode on X. And it's just the, 
the name of the, the episode. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah. clearly you have not listened. And then they go through yeah. and I'm read, I'm skimming. I don't read the whole thing. I skim because I'm busy. I'm booked and I'm busy. <laughs> and I'm busy. And yeah. then they yes. talk about, like, yeah. I had someone the other day. It was so left field. I had to email her back and say, tell me, why do you think that you would be an appropriate guest? for my podcast, a podcast about podcasting. It was something, not cryptocurrency, something, I had to Google it. I had to <laughs> Google it because I had no idea what the yeah. heck. So you've literally yeah. just pitched and ran. Pitched and ran, that's yeah. literally what you've done. Yeah. And then yeah. the other eureka yeah. moment from a personal <laughs> point of view, and I'm happy to share this, is now that I'm starting to move into pitching myself rather than waiting for people to come to me, which is fabulous. But when you say topic ideas, what I loved about how you pitched to me was you gave a whole episode title. Is that what you mean? Or do you? Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's where I'm going wrong. Listen up, people. Listen up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, of course, they don't have to use that title. They can, you know, they can do the however they want. But um, we're really saying to them, here's the title of the episode. Here's what we can talk about in there. And that again is what really, it just makes it so easy for the host. Yes. Like they look at it, they're like, oh yeah, my audience would love to hear about that. Okay, perfect. Let's do this. And so mm-hmm. that, that is exactly what I mean is like really getting specific. So yeah. really saying here, here's my exact like specific thing that we can talk about, you're going to get into your story. You're going to get into other stuff naturally. Like that's just going to happen as part of a podcast interview. But what is kind of the meat of what Mm -hmm. you're going to talk about being right. And so that's what I mean by the, by the topic idea. Cool. Perfect. All right. Number one, number two, (laughs) number one, number two, I'm actually going to segue. You did a perfect segue into number two, which is don't do what we call the spray and pray method, which is what you were That's saying, it. kind of like they sent it to you and it, it made no no sense and then moved along their way. And that is like, I talk to podcast hosts obviously a lot, right? Like that's part of part of what I do. And as my job, of course. And um, that is like their biggest pet peeve, you guys. They mm. know when you do not know anything about their show, when you have nothing to bring them like they like you just clogged up their inbox with something that just makes no sense at all and so we call that the spray and pray method literally like okay i'm just gonna send out like 100 pitches and really hope that somebody (laughs) picks up on it right and i'm just like why even do it at that point like i i just don't understand it like that's why i said hey when i when i literally do that pitch quarter that pitch sprint, I'm doing 12 to 15 pitches. Mm. Okay. And that's for a whole quarter's worth of shows, right? For six shows. And the thing is, when you're pitching at such a higher level, A, you're getting on better shows, but B, your acceptance rate is so much higher than if you're just doing that spray and pray method where, yeah, that maybe there are a couple of people that are like, sure come on in, you know, but is that really the show that you're looking to, to be on? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. I'd rather spend my time sending really high value pitches that even if I get a no, which happens obviously, or even if we get ghosted, we can still know that was a solid pitch. 
Like they, they still think highly of us, even if that wasn't the right fit for them at whatever moment it was. And so I think that that's a really big, um, a really big thing to remember is just, it's not how many pitches you send. It's the quality of the pitch you send and your acceptance rate of those pitches. Right. You want to leave a good, a good impression so that if it's not the right fit, you never know what might come up you never in the know future. you never yeah. know you never know we've definitely had hosts who said no or or not right now or whatever reach back out to us months later and be like actually i would love to have such and such client on i have some space yeah. or someone actually just dropped out so i have a slot can they do next tuesday right okay. like those type of things definitely definitely happen um and it's because we're pitching at that level that it's so mm you know, we're really taking care to know what that host is all about. And, you know, you gave the example of like, I think people hear sometimes like, oh, okay, I'll just say that I'll just say I loved your episode. And literally, like you said, they put the title Mm. of like, probably the last episode you had, right? And put it in there. Usually the top last five, one of the last five. Like the last like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Like, they're just like, Oh, yep. Okay, copy paste. Here we go. And that hosts know you guys. Yes. know. They we know, know our own you shows. Just did that you didn't yeah. <laughs> listen to it, and it's okay that you don't listen to the whole thing, but you need to listen to some of it and get mm-hmm. some real insight from it. That's what we do. Is like me and my publicist when we're pitching, it's like find an episode that genuinely interests you, right? And that could be one like I pitched you before on shows that they did like multiple months ago. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, hey, I uh, I just listened to your episode on X Y Z. What I I really loved how you guys talked about da 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 da, da right? And something specific that actually meant something to you, like be genuine in that, right? And again, that host, like they know, they know if I'm talking about a specific episode, something that was said in that specific episode that isn't just part of the show notes, isn't just the title, (laughs) you know, X, Y, Z, like, they're like, oh, wow, okay, that person actually took some time to know what it is we do. And that can that's a that right there can be a huge difference between or the yes and the no for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so topic ideas. Don't spray and pray. Spray and pray. <laughs> Don't spray <laughs> pray. What have we got next? What's number three? Um, I think that a big one that people get kind of caught up in is worrying about messing up and so never taking action. All right. And and I think this is a really big misstep because I'm all about progress over perfection, right? Like when I first even launched this service, I didn't even have a sales page for it till it was at six figures, you guys. Like wow. I do not believe that like I think you just have to go for it and you perfect along the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I think that just a huge misstep is people getting up in their head about like, well, what if I say something wrong? What if I, or what if I, they don't like the topic that I send or, you know, what if I actually get a yes and then I have to go on and then I mess (laughs) up everything that I want to say. People just get so in their heads about it. And I get it. I get it. Like we all have that imposter syndrome that flares up. We all have that fear of rejection. You might've heard me say how we get no's and we get ghosted. And that really brought up a lot for you of like, Oh my God, like, I don't even want to do it. Like, you know, da, 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 whatever. But here's the thing. Uh, when people are feeling that way, I always like to ask them, well, what do you think is the worst that can happen? What do you think is the worst? And generally those responses will range from like, well, I do something and it completely messes up my pitch or I say something wrong when I'm doing the recording. Okay. 
I have answers to all those things, but really what it comes down to is those things could happen. Those things could Mm -hmm. happen, but it would be okay. Like you, you will be fine, right? Like the people that we work for or, or look at that we admire in the entrepreneurial world, they all, the amount of times I accidentally swear during a podcast interview, like I couldn't even tell you, like it is, it happens all the time. Like it happens all the time. I truly think the worst thing that can happen is you not putting yourself out there. And that Mm -hmm. is the honest to God truth. Because if you don't put yourself out there, you will not get new clients. You will not get new customers. You will not grow your business. Mm -hmm. Um, People find you by you getting in front of new audiences, right? And that's, there's different ways to do that. There's ads, there's you know, um, you know, potentially your social media, they're speaking at events. It doesn't have to be podcast interviews, but you need to be getting out in front of people regularly. In fact, I have what I call a visionary KPI in my business. Um, so that means the number of times that I'm getting out in front of new audiences. And for me, that's one time a week. Okay. Okay. So that could be a podcast interview, but that could also, like I said, be all any of those other things that I talked about. It could even be a one-on-one strategic lunch with somebody, right? Like it doesn't have to be like a big, big old thing. But the reason that that KPI is so important, and I learned this from someone else earlier this year, they, they, they used that term and I just really, really liked it, was in order to hit that goal, you have to be doing things out front of your business, representing your business, not just hiding behind all the things that you need, that you feel like you could be doing in your business. And so I think that that's a really, really good mindset shift for people to have is like, Mm. if you want your business to grow, you have to get visible. All the people that you follow, they, I guarantee to you, have been visible, right? And again, that could be in different ways, but they have been putting themselves out there over and over again. So don't fall into this trap of worrying about things that could go wrong. Just know that the worst thing or the only thing that could really go wrong is you not doing it. Yeah, no, I think we we allow ourselves, like you said, we just get so up in our head about the mm-hmm. what ifs, maybes that we don't, we hold yep. ourselves back. But yeah, visibility yep. is so important as a business, mm-hmm. especially an online business owner, because yes. you know, cooped up in our office or our bedroom or wherever it is that we work. I spend a lot of time sitting in my bed, wherever it is that yeah. we work from. <laughs> No one sees us. And so we've got to, like you said, we've got to get in front of more people, but also more importantly, and this is something you talk about, it's the right people. We don't want to just get in front of random people. Whoever. It's the right, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. the right people. Um, So that's good. So we've got about three. We've got about three. Okay. Yeah. That people need to avoid. I wanted, you might have touched on this a little bit, but is there anything? Is there a key thing uh, you must do this to get a hell yes to your pitch, which I think is, I didn't say hell yes in my response to your email, but that was what I was feeling (laughs) at the time. And you said yes, and that's okay. Um, uh, You know, we'll take the yes. We don't need a hell yes. As long as we get the yes, we're good to go. So, um, and we're excited about it. Um, I I think I really touched on it um, already, but it's the the solid topic ideas and the personalization. I really think that those are the two things like you've mentioned, look, we've gotten our clients on top rated shows and they were mm. cold pitches. So these is, this isn't like, oh, we had a, we had a connection and we knew somebody who knew somebody. No, 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 no. This is mm. us pitching from our little offices 
to people. And it was just the quality of the pitch that was sent to them that was like, oh, okay, we're going to take a chance. And you said something at the beginning that we hear a lot, which is, I don't usually accept cold pitches, but because of the pitch that you guys sent, I decided to go for it. And yeah. that that is something we hear over and over and over again. Um, yeah. And so that's that I think are kind of those are kind of the key things to oh and following up. I will say that I know I said that earlier, but that's also a key to getting the getting that hell yes. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to step four in the mess in the missteps, mm-hmm. for me a lot of it is not understanding where publicity fits into your marketing plan. Um, you know, I've been talking a lot about I've been talking a lot about uh, publicity, PR, etc. And I kind of want to break down briefly what that means. So like, um, because sometimes I'll be talking about all this stuff and someone will come up to me and they'll be like, yeah, um, but like, what is publicity? <laughs> and I always like, fair enough. So I always like to break it down really briefly, which is like your marketing falls into three pillars, owned, earned, and paid. So uh, paid is, of course, the things that you're paying for. So ads, that could be an influencer campaign, a, a sponsorship, anything like that. Um, and earn, or I'm sorry, owned is the stuff that you own. So your e-newsletter, your website, your podcast, um, you know, all that type of stuff is the things that you have control over. And then earned is where publicity falls into. And that is where no money is exchanged. Um, you are bringing value to a third party platform and it is another entity's content right? You're still able to use it. You're still able to share it. You're still able to do all those good things, but you don't have control necessarily over it. And so that is, that is where publicity comes into play. But I think that because people don't understand that those three things and how they all are equally important to the success of your business, Mm. they tend to just push earned media to the side, right? They're like, well, I have control over these other two things. I have control over the owned and I have control to a certain extent over the paid, right? I know that I'm going to pay this amount of money. Although, although meta, the metaverse really likes to uh, keep people on their toes about what control they have for sure. Um, But you know, you generally have control over, okay, I'm going to spend this much and I'm generally going to see this much in return. Right. Right. Whereas with earned, it is a bit more of a crapshoot right? Like you, you don't necessarily have those hard numbers on stuff because it isn't really as simple as someone hears you on a podcast one time and then they buy from you. That does happen. Absolutely. But a lot of times it's someone hears from you, they start following you on social. Okay. Then they start watching you on social to see if they kind of, if their instinct was right, right. They heard you and they liked you. Now they want to get to know a little bit more about you. They might not purchase from you for multiple months, a year, even, you know? And so it is more so about uh, the momentum that's happening because of the Mm -hmm. work you're doing, as opposed to being able to say, I can equate this many dollars to the publicity work that I've done. Like we have Mm -hmm. one client um, who is like an email marketing, uh, like that's what she does. She's an email marketing membership. And we started working together. She still had one-on-one clients. She was still doing one-on-one work. And she launched her membership and it's a $9 a month membership. It's an awesome I know membership. Who you mean. Um, oh, <laughs> I know yeah, Liz Wilcox. So I, yeah, I know yeah, I yeah. like Liz Wilcox yeah. is the best. She's been a longtime client of ours. We love her so much. But when we started working together, she was um, she was still doing one-on-one work. And actually, she hadn't even launched the membership yet. She launched the membership oh, wow. at the beginning of our time working together. 
And that membership has now grown to over 2000 members. Yeah. And which is amazing. And it is an awesome membership. It is. Um, like, even if she wasn't my client, like, I'd be like, no, it's serious. like, I pay for it. Like, I love it. I think it's so good. And I use it all the time. But my point to that being is she has now completely as of like last year, gotten rid of all of her one-on-one services. And all she does is her online membership. And the only thing she's done to promote that membership is to guest on podcasts and to speak at events and referrals. So she can honestly say, I know that my business has grown to this way because of the earned media, the publicity work that I've done. And so I think that that's kind of more what we'll see with our clients. I mean, again, it also happens where our clients on a show and then boom, they book a client a couple of days later, right? Who heard them on that. That can obviously be directly attributed, but it just kind of depends, you know, what's going on. But that momentum is so key for our clients. Like that's where they really start to see things shift in their business. Yeah. So having that sort of not one hit wonder, but having that one hit, it can really feel quite good, boost your ego. But what I'm hearing from you is to have that built momentum six, nine, 12 months later is going to be a lot more impactful and a lot more powerful. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Yep. I don't like even numbers. So do you have a fifth? (laughs) I sure do. I sure do. I sure do. The number five misstep that I have actually has to do with on the back end of being on podcasts. And that Mm. is not not reusing that content. Um, So this is something that we actually now have built into our annual plan with our clients where we create some for them on the back end, because it drives me bonkers when uh, people are on shows and then they never, ever reuse that content like ever again. So yeah, a lot of people, to be fair, most people do not. And so that is, that to me is a huge missed opportunity. This is evergreen content that you can be using over and over and over again, even as a guest. So um, that's one thing that I think people like, they think like, oh, but it's not my podcast. That's, that's fine. it. That's Don't worry exactly about that. what's running through my head. It's not mine. Yeah. It's not my intellectual it's not mine. property. That's okay. Okay. That's okay. You, once it's published, it's, mm. it's out there, right? It's out into the world. And so what I do is I use, or what I recommend is headliner.app. Um, and mm-hmm. some of you may be familiar with that, but that is a great way to produce some audio snippets. We use Canva to create pull quote cards. Um, we always do a blog or we recommend doing a blog on the back of every podcast guest guesting opportunity you do, because that's really going to boost your SEO. Yeah. And then of course, sending it um, you know, to your e-newsletter, all that type of good stuff. And of course, those audio snippets and those pull quote cards be tagging the host, be tagging the show in those when you put them on social media and use them over and over and over again. Like, don't just be like the day that it, the day that it lands, you're like, great. I was on such and such show. And then never the, never to be heard from again, Mm. use one of those audio snippets three months down the road, six months down the road, nine months down the road. As long as the content is still relevant, then there is still a huge value in you sharing that stuff over and over again. People need to hear things multiple times before they even actually hear it, right? And beyond that, you have people that come into your world at all different times. So 
they want to be hearing from you regularly. And we have an example of this is we have one client that is really great at this. He is really good at taking the podcast interviews he was on, repurposing them, putting them up like over multiple months at a time. And he was doing this on LinkedIn, which LinkedIn is a great place for you to be doing this, by the way, because only 1% of the people on LinkedIn regularly post content. Okay. Mm. So that's a huge opportunity there for folks. But he was posting his interview snippets and stuff like that up on LinkedIn pretty regularly. And the amount of like people he had reach out to him on that was huge. So like new clients, but he also got even a job offer. He got other things that came through this opportunity because people were seeing, oh, he's on all these places. Like, okay, he's really got it going on. And so be using this stuff over and over again. It's not just a one and done thing. This is the type of stuff. This is the type of content. I mean, you can easily create well over six, seven pieces of content from one single podcast interview that you can be using multiple times. Okay. This is interesting. So from your personal point of view, when you have done this, and I know I use mm-hmm. headliner. So for anyone listening who's not familiar, yeah. you can just, like you, like Christina said, you can create audiograms, et cetera, by just searching the podcast's name and selecting mm-hmm. the episode. So you don't need the actual audio file to make nope. this happen, But which is, you know, fantastic. But have you ever had any pushback from... Because basically how it normally works, and I've done episodes on this earlier in the in the podcast, but how it normally works is us as guests, we wait or we hope or we expect that the host would provide said mm-hmm. graphic or audiogram. Mm-hmm. I did have a recent guest at the end of last year ask me for the audio file, and I was like, yeah, no, that's not a done thing. <laughs> but now I feel <laughs> bad. <laughs> Because you're right, here I have a guest. I did provide her with some, like the video, et cetera, et cetera, and tagged her on everything. But Mm -hmm. I don't know, this has kind of blown my mind a bit because I just thought, even though I'm Mm -hmm. not, I don't have the audio file, I'm accessing the audio file, but I see your point. It's in the public domain. So what the hell are you going to do? And plus I'm promoting the show. I'm promoting your show as well as promoting myself. Okay. That's it. Um, I can truly say we've never had pushback. If anything, um, hosts are happy to see their episode being put out there over and over and over again, right? It only helps them even be more of an expert in what they Mm. do because that particular person is talking about what a great episode they had, right? Or what a great conversation I had with so-and-so. And so I can truly say that it has never been an issue, at least not mm. told to us. Um, like I've never, I mean, I mean, I don't know if host privately. I think you would way. know. Certainly no. never had anyone. I think so too. I think they would let you know if it was a problem. <laughs> I think they would let us know too. I think it would be hard if we were using the raw audio file, like yeah. you mentioned or things like that. Like I think that's different. But for me, once it's published, it's out there for people to use. And if anything, if that yeah. guest was on that show, then to me, that just seems like it would make sense. Now, granted, it'd be weird mm. if I like did an audio snippet from someone's show that like I was not involved with at all in any way. But I think that in general, people are pretty happy to just have stuff put out there time and time again, because let's do a bonus. I know you say you don't like, um, I know you don't like, uh, you say even <laughs> okay, numbers, bonus, not number six, gonna, bonus, <laughs> not number six bonus is, uh, 
not sharing your episode at all. Um, yeah. And that happens regularly. That is a bone uh, is of that, contention. Yeah. That is a total bone of contention for mm. hosts. And I completely get why it is completely mm. fair. Like you do all this work to put out your <laughs> podcast. And I know all y'all listening know this. It is a lot of work. And someone comes on as a guest on your show and you guys have a conversation. It's great. Da, 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 da. And then it's like, after you hit end on Zoom or whatever, you never hear from them again. And <laughs> I think that it is so important as a guest to share that episode. Okay, so share it. You, you know, if you have social media, do it on social media, tag the host. But even if it's in your e-newsletter, even if it's a blog on your website, and what would be really awesome is like, if you do it in your e-newsletter, I've done this before, take an extra second and forward it to the host. Just say, hey, I I just mentioned this in my e-newsletter. Thanks so much again for having me on. I really appreciate it. Not anything big, not anything, whatever. It's going to take you an extra 30 seconds to do it. Um, But sharing your episode, not, or I should say, I should say not sharing your episode, Mm. I would say is one of the top three pet peeves of podcast hosts. (laughs) If not the pet yeah. peeve, it might be the. If not the, I didn't want to go with number one. I didn't want to go with number no, one, I but think, I was like, yeah, no. I was like, I'll say top three to be judicious. But I, yeah. I mean, I definitely think that um, if you're thinking about if you're thinking about things that really grind people's gears, like that's that, like podcast <laughs> gears, like that's there. one of the top ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You see that question pop up in in podcasting groups. Well, I'm really glad this has been so. So insightful. I might have to split this episode into two. Oh, There's sorry. So I get going. Much... No, no, no. This has been stuff, good. Like, no, ah, this has yeah. been this has been good. And I have learned so much. And if I have, I know that our listeners have as well. I would love it but... if you can tell us a bit about your course. Cause I think people mm. listening to this could expand their knowledge by signing up for your course, but then also your freebie. Yes, absolutely. So, and one thing I wanted to mention just before I get into that really, really briefly Mm -hmm. is like, I know a lot of people that are listening to your show obviously have their own podcasts and they might be thinking to themselves, well, is guesting going to help grow my podcast? And the answer to that is absolutely 100% yes. Um, You getting out in front of new audiences, you can always be directing people back to your podcast. That can be your call to action. I mean, you can, you can have it go wherever you want, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you can have people go wherever you want. If you have a freebie, you have a socials, whatever. But I definitely have clients that if they have a podcast, like that's a big thing for them. They'll be like, Hey, you can come find me at XYZ podcast. Right. And mm-hmm. that really can get people over there because as you know, as one of your owned channels, your podcast is the place to deepen that relationship with potential clients yeah. or clients. Right. And so by them hearing you on something, that's a great, great way for them to get to know more about you, um, learn more about you, et cetera. And I just wanted to say that really briefly, because I do think sometimes people are like, well, how does this help me grow mine? Yeah. And the the yeah. answer to that is it 100% will. But again, yeah. be strategic about it. Get in front of the right people and be directing them back to your podcast. Um, yes. Thank you. So I say that all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, but sometimes, sometimes you got to hear things multiple times, you know, as I said earlier. And from someone um, different, comes, like an uh, expert. And from expert. someone different. <laughs> yes, it's like, it's like with my kid, right? Or like my husband, they hear it from somebody else like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, I've said that a hundred times. I've said but that that's fine, times. whatever. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, it's fine though, whatever. Um, I'm not bitter about it, obviously. <laughs> um, but when people, it's fine. Um, when people 
are interested in doing this work, we have a couple ways that they can kind of work with us and we have a freebie as well. So mm-hmm. the place that I always like to direct people is podcastpublicityquiz.com. Um, and that is a spot where you can go and take like a really fun interactive quiz and it'll tell you what might be the best next step for you. Right. So mm-hmm. I have a training called Hey Bitch, Let's Pitch. Yes, that is the name of it. You can also <laughs> go to heybitchletspitch.com. Um, and that is where we train you on how to build a pitch template. So how I was talking earlier about how we build out that pitch template, and then that's how we go and, and do all that type of good stuff. That training is like build the pitch template, how we do our research, et cetera. So if you're interested in pitching yourself, that is a really, really great way to go. Um, and then on the flip side of that, if you're like, I don't have time, I don't have time to do this. Like, I just, I can't, I'm not going to do it. Right. Then we have our podcast pitch broker service as well. And that is where we do all the work for you, the pitching, and we actually work off a guarantee. So, you know, when you start working with us that we can say, this is how many shows we will get you on guaranteed over the time that we're on this podcast. That was part of the reason why I was talking earlier about how I didn't want to have an agency because I, that was one of my big things for me was that there was never any kind of guarantees. And so when I started this company, I was like, no. So we have a guarantee, even if that means we need to work harder, that is what it is. That's on us. Um, But we want to make sure that our clients know what it's going to look like on the back end for them. And so that's something that's really, really important to us. So we have those different opportunities there. Um, We also have a VIP day for people that might have a team member they want to have pitch on their behalf. That's a really great um, thing to do there while we train them up and get all the assets created. So all that to say, we got a lot of different options. Um, Obviously, we love the work that we do. And we want to see more people get out there and be telling their story and be attracting customers in this way. Excellent. I'll make sure all the links are included in the show notes. And we can also find you on Instagram and Facebook. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Instagram is at Publicity X Christina. Christina with a C-H. Publicity by Christina. I thought I was really clever. And now it's like the bane of my existence. Um, <laughs> but yes, it's Publicity X Christina. You can come find me on Instagram there. Um, I love Instagram. I love, I'm like totally one of those people that's like, I unabashedly enjoy Instagram. And so you can come find me there and I got my stories and all that good stuff going on. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Christina. You have been, <sighs> I feel so good. This conversation has been great. There's been <laughs> good, me too. so many gems. I've taken away so much. So I have no doubt that our listeners have as well. And I cannot wait cannot wait for this episode to be released in a couple Yay, weeks. Yay, me too. So right, thank awesome. you so much for your time. And we will definitely have you back on to talk about our find something else because you've been fantastic. I love it. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others Post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.